We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. with another episode of the JPP pod and we are on to the championship round in the NFL playoffs and we got a bunch of uh we got the What's guys that? with us Uncle Tony LJ Pops we're all here and um so, we should have uh, we should have noticed that uh all the favorites uh, all the, the the top four teams all had an extra week to prepare and they were all playing at home yeah. and it showed on Sunday and Saturday because they dominated and I yep. I, I should have taken note from that I didn't but the good yeah. thing is we have another week to do so, and if you're wanting to get on the action, uh, we have the rooting interests are all dead now. LJ and the Broncos have been dead for a while, but now the Cowboys can be laid to rest as well. Come on, Cowboys are out <laughs> Jesus, now. Kevin. The, the Cowboys can now also be laid to rest, but we can still get on the betting action, and you can too at home. All you got to do is jump in on my bookie and put in the promo code JPP, and they are offering our listeners a 50% deposit bonus if you sign up before the championship round. And and apparently, you know. Tom Brady doesn't think anyone's believing in him, but uh, maybe you should because they 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 dominated. Uh, I wanted to go straight into the AFC and oh, start God. out, and can, I think I'm just going to start. Let's we'll start with the Chiefs and Colts. And uh, Tony, you you mentioned earlier last week if Justin Houston and D Ford were able to get some pressure on Andrew Luck, that might turn the game. And boy, did it! They yeah. uh, they dominated. <laughs> I'm just going to jump straight to you. Let's go over to Arrowhead, Tony. What were your thoughts from that game <laughs> opening up divisional well, round? Yeah, and I. You've got it right there, Kevin. It, the Kansas City defense woke up. That that week off really helped them and got them prepared. And, and the Colts have not had that that poor of a performance from their offensive line just about all year. Even when they started one and five, they had close games. And Chiefs came out and blitzed them. Uh, the weather was not a factor by the time uh, game time got there. They did a good job prepping that field, thirty degrees, but the field was field was pretty clean. Uh, so you know that kind of took the Colts' ability to have a little bit of a power running game away from them. And Chiefs just flat out the speed that they possess uh, it was amazing. It was it was on on show on both sides of the football, uh, uh, and that really made the difference. Uh, D four Justin Houston. Uh, I'm interested to see what happens with Mr. Brady this 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 weekend. But uh, but yeah, I think speed was the difference there, and and that was a surprise. We thought that the Colts' offensive line would be able to hold those guys out, and when you don't have time to throw against the Chiefs, that that makes it for a, a long day. And I, I I will say this too: Andrew Luck 
was terrible. I, th- they just had a poor. He was terrible. They had a poor showing and he did. could not. Frank Reich looked like a deer in the headlights. It was just, oh, these guys really are good. What were you expecting, man? I I don't know what <laughs> it, what other game he thought he was going to, but it's it's that was certainly not the Houston Houston Texans. It was the Kansas City Chiefs, and so yeah, yeah. That, Great, great start. I, I kind of think maybe put some back in the maybe in the that game showed us that the yeah. Texans really weren't as good a team, and uh, <laughs> yeah. the the Colts just yeah. finally saw a good yeah. NFL team. And yeah, yeah thirty one thirteen was the final score, and that's closer than the game really was. I, mm. Everything yeah. I thought about that yeah. game going into it, the offensive line couldn't hold up. Luck was bad. Adam Vinatieri couldn't make a playoff kick. Yeah. What the hell's going yeah. on? Couldn't yeah. make an extra point yeah. for God's sake. Yeah. What, yeah. what were your thoughts I mean, from that yeah. game, LJ? Uh, well, I, uh, I mean that Mahomes dive into the end zone. That was, that was one of those plays that was like, this, this is, this kid's going to be playing a long time if he can stay healthy, because that's just, that's the kind of heart you want to see in a quarterback. But yeah, it was just an generation. It was, it was was maybe a twice in a generation sort of play, I think. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, but I, uh, yeah, I it, it really stuck out to me last week. I said that uh, there's no way that uh, the Chiefs will be the team that can get to Andrew Luck and and get a pass rush in, and and I was I was clearly right. Um, and as I was for all the games, that was a theme for this week. Um, but yeah, it was it was a it was it was a beatdown. It was just straight up beatdown. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you just gonna add on to that, pops, or did you, what? Did you have any takeaway from that game? Well, I mean, yeah, I noticed that uh, the uh, the Kansas City had four sacks and nine quarterback hits. Four sacks is 22% of the sacks that happened oh all year to to, to uh, Luck. I mean, Luck didn't know what to do. He didn't know what guys around him what to do because he's not yeah. used to it. But, while wow, they got pressure on him. Um, they just looked amazing. They looked really good, I noticed, too. And this is something that's going to stand out through all of them. The time of possession was like yeah. 40 minutes for Kansas yeah. City and 20 for Stupid. Indianapolis. And I'm going to tell you, I've got the average. We'll talk about it at the end. But that was pretty standard. The winning team had about 40 minutes time of possession. Mm-hmm. The losing yeah, team had about it, it. It was kind so. of – it almost is a little bit old. I mean, we have the the top four offenses uh, from the the, uh, the regular season are now advancing. Mm-hmm. But this, this week it seemed a lot about could you run the ball and control the clock. And the team that did that, yep. it seems like they're all yep. advancing. And that's kind of what I want to talk about from this Chiefs game is do you even remember that – who Kareem Hunt is. I mean, Damian Williams looks like he oh, might even boy. be better. He had 30 touches yeah. for 150 yards, a touchdown. He was averaging five yards a touch. I mean, he looked amazing. And then Travis Kelsey looks – I mean, it's not like this is new. We've known he's good. But yeah. Kelsey looks just like what Gronk was before he fell apart. I mean, Kelsey looks unguardable. He's fast. He's big. That quarterback, I think we might have mentioned a few times he's pretty good for Kansas City. Um, yeah. They're, they're just going to be tough. I don't – Kelsey's healthy too, right? I mean, he's yeah. never been healthy all year, has he? I don't think he's ever he, made a he looked healthy. He looked healthy on Saturday. Oh, he looked yeah. amazing. He looked yeah, fantastic. Him being healthy usually lines pretty pretty well up with him getting a W too. Like they fall apart at the yeah. end of years a lot, and Kelsey misses a lot of end of years. So he misses times. Yeah, exactly. He's he's yeah. a big part of that team. Yeah, one he's thing, a yeah. part of that team. The Chiefs are just scary moving forward, and we'll talk about their matchup in the championship round in a second. But yeah. I I don't think that defense is great, but we've seen time and time again when you can get a pass rush, it makes everyone else look better. And if there is two guys that are good, Justin Houston and D Ford are legit on that front. And then that there's a the big guy in the middle 
I'm I'm blanking on his name, Jones or whoever it is. They they just get a good pass rush, and then Mahomes and Andy Reid will probably get a lead on you. And a pass rush is better when you got a lead. And that's the yeah. thing that happened to the Colts. All of a sudden, they were down twenty-one nothing. They and that offense just sputtered. They got that block punt that I thought might would turn it for them, might but even around. after that. They just couldn't move the ball on the Chiefs. And and then that gets us to the, the next game in the AFC playoffs where the Patriots beat the Chargers. And that score, 41-28, to 28, and that is much closer than that game felt. That was <laughs> yeah. a blowout. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That was the, no for as much as we <laughs> talked about how that, that new defense that Anthony Lennon then brought out for the Ravens and they brought those seven defensive backs, you know, you might want to do something different than right. what you put on film all week against Bill Belichick because Sonny Michelle looked like Sonny yeah. Michelle looked like Corey Dillon back in the day. He was just carving them up. It was yeah. it was insane. I, I'll go straight to you, LJ. I know you love watching the Patriots in, in playoff football, and uh, we get to do it a little bit more. So, yeah, what do you think yeah. from that game? Yeah, I I really I thought that the Chargers were definitely going to win that one. And I remember saying at the or at the end of the game, Hannah thought she asked me because we had we had kind of put a little uh little uh like a uh an ego bet on it and uh so she asked me at the end of the game she was like was there ever a moment that you thought philip rivers was going to win that game and i was like i mean basically no it just never never looked good for you know maybe maybe that first touchdown to keenan allen i thought okay here we go and then after that it was just dismantling man and i felt so bad for him at the end because you got to keep getting out there and trying and he was clearly busted like his his knee was messed up or something and he he kept getting out there uh, you know, tough as Roethlisberger out there and, uh, and, you know, could never, it was, it was not even worth playing. Uh, it was, it was sad to watch. It was a bummer. I hate the Patriots yeah. so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Anthony Lynn, I, he, he said after the game that one game doesn't, doesn't uh, show what a whole season is. And I do think the Chargers had a good year, Yeah, but it was once again, and Lynn's not going to be the first or the last, but once again, he looked like he got caught with his pants down by Bill Belichick yep. and boy, and dad, this game kind of went right along with what you were saying. Time of possession. Did you write down that one for this? Because boy, uh, yeah. Seemed like Let me tell the you, Patriots so, had New the ball e- the whole time. New England had it thirty-eight minutes and twenty Jesus. seconds to twenty-one forty for the Chargers. I, I mean, th- I'm telling you, that is very consistent throughout. And uh, I was so looking forward to Rivers and Brady battling it yeah. out. You know, just score, score, back and forth, and it was just. I think about the middle of the third quarter, I quit even really paying attention. It was just obvious there wasn't going to be anything going on in this game. Belichick did it again. I mean, like I told you, I think he outcoached, just completely outcoached. I still think LA had probably the better athletes, but where was the defense? Mm-hmm. Where was that San Diego? San Diego. Where's that well, LA they, Chargers defense? Where was it? They came was out Bosa? with that. Go seven. ahead, let Tony let Tony talk about Bosa <laughs> a little bit. Well, I just I'm I'm with you. I didn't understand. They came out in that same look, that seven defensive back look that did work so well. But the Patriots just, they started the game off looking like a machine. Through the first 30 minutes, I wrote down, they went five for five in the red zone, five for six on third down with just one penalty. And they they just scored. At one point, it was 35 to seven with three minutes left in the second quarter. And then the the the, the Chargers finally get a stop and they punt and they get the Patriots to punt them. And then they muff the damn punt. And the Patriots, you just can't shoot yourself in the foot against the Patriots in the playoffs. And Tony... Go ahead and tell me, I boy Edelman looked good. I he was, I might have been a little wrong on Julian Edelman, and your boy yeah. James White had a good game. It was a good, yeah. so, it was a good AFC playoffs for you. Yeah, yeah. So, so 
several things there in that game I thought were keys, but I, I thought it was interesting. A couple of stats. At one point, the New England Patriots had 21 first downs and the Chargers had 20 yards of <laughs> offense. That's that's pretty telling that you're getting your ass whooped. And uh, yeah. I don't uh, know what the score was at that time, but I would guess it was lopsided. It was pretty it was pretty lopsided. And then the 21 first downs tells you something else. And yep. this is where Belichick, love him or hate him, he's so smart with the, yeah. with his offensive football team. And I, I don't know if Josh McDaniels coaches offense or not, or if he's just the face boy so that Belichick <laughs> doesn't have to go out and talk to people. But um, because I think Belichick sets this up. But, you know, they took the first off. It, you ne- you'd never see anybody do this anymore. And you've been off for two weeks. And he takes the kickoff. He wins the toss. He takes it. He doesn't defer. And they march down the field for their first opening drive touchdown if not all season in like 10 games yeah hadn't had one yeah what why would you do that the guy knew what he wanted he knew how to attack him they they took what baltimore did to san diego the first time they played him and ran the ball down their throats and then the second thing they did tom brady released the ball within two seconds bosa Mm -hmm. and ingram never had a chance to get in the ball game because they chip blocked him, got him out of the way just enough for Brady to get off one Mississippi, Mississippi, and he was hitting people. Yeah. James White, Julian Edelman, nothing was really long downfield because they really don't have anybody to go long downfield. And so it was just a short, short passing game. And Belichick was, man, I'm glad you've got seven defensive backs in there and play the cover too deep because I ain't going there. I'm just going to throw underneath. And what a phenomenal game plan. And and he, they just. They just ripped him a new one. It was it was pretty amazing to watch. It was clear from the get go that the and I think you you hit it right on the head, Tony. From when they took that opening kickoff, the Patriots knew when they started that game there was something yep. that they saw on film or the week before, and they mm-hmm. were going to exploit the Chargers. And I think the Chargers, you know, maybe at half they thought they would adjust, but it was it was thirty five to seven at halftime. The game was yeah. over by the time you think yeah. about adjusting. And yeah. now the yeah. uh, the Patriots are headed to their eighth straight AFC championship game in a row. That is just, Jesus. God, that just is unfair. <laughs> amazing, Those fans are so spoiled. Ugh. That's amazing. They have, a, they have a chance at going to their fifth Super Bowl in eight years. I, I had an interesting, uh, I read this on uh, Twitter. Can you name, there's been four AFC quarterbacks have who have been able to keep Brady from playing in the Super Bowl since 2000. So four AFC quarterbacks <laughs> have beat him in the playoffs. Oh, God. Can you name the four quarterbacks? <laughs> um, AFC quarterbacks? It'll Elway's be AFC one. quarterback to beat Brady and the Patriots Flacco, in the playoffs. No, no, Flacco sorry, sorry. Flacco's one. Uh, Flacco, Manning. Flacco's one. Osweiler, Manning, yeah. Okay. Manning's Manning. one. <laughs> so I thought y'all would get Flacco, Manning. The, the other two is is, are, are pretty shocking. No, it wouldn't be Elway. No, not Elway. Yeah, done. I'm trying to think. His, that was 90-something. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, He's not that freaking old. Let's see. Um, You're close. It was another guy that played quarterback for the Broncos. It was not. Wait. Tim no. Tebow? Oh, it's Jake Plummer, Jake the Snake. Snake. That's right, man. That is a deep pull there. I forgot. And and the fourth and the fourth one is the Rex Ryan led Mark Sanchez offense from the New York Jets. They beat him once. The Dirty Sanchez. Wow. That's the only four quarterbacks that have been able to beat Brady and the Patriots in the playoffs since 2000 because we're also taking out the year they lost in the playoffs because Matt Castle was at quarterback. Wow. So. Wow. I, Patriots wow. just, they keep doing it. It's a machine, and <laughs> I, every year they kind of seem we'll to figure it out. And <laughs> I think that game, just like you mentioned, Dad, that game, time possession, I, I wrote down the Patriots ran the ball for 155 yards on 34 attempts, 
and the Chargers ran the ball for 19 yards on 10 attempts. So, yeah. so uh, once again, time possession and running the ball kind of came in is what the game led to. And then moving right over to the NFC, the Rams beat the Cowboys, and it was same story, just a different day. And they just dominated the, the game on the ground. Mm-hmm. C.J. Anderson had 123 yards, Todd Gurley 115 they almost ran for 300 yards total. It was just a total annihilation. I, I'll go straight to you, Pops, because I know we watched the game together. 30-22 was the final score. And if I would have told you before Dak was going to throw for 250 yards, two touchdowns, and no turnovers, you'd probably thought the Cowboys had a good shot. Yeah, but if you'd also told me Elliott's going to have less than 50 <laughs> yards rushing, yeah. uh, the team had 50 total yards rushing. I don't think – let me see. I did write some of this down. Did they even get a hit on golf? <laughs> they, got the one, they got one pressure on golf, and this is a team that has been able pressure. to get pressure. Did and, you see – And I'll tell you something else. And Dominican <laughs> Sue decided to finally play. And yeah, Dominican a rare Sue suiciding. decided to play, and, and, and play he did. I think he was the better interior lineman uh, in the game Saturday than the other guy that's just, uh, you know, the most expensive – Highest paid, yeah, Darren Donald. That other guy. So, yeah, yeah, the other, yeah, guy. the best player in football. Heard yeah, of. Aaron Donald. That yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> I heard of <laughs> that guy. Mm. And Beasley, you know, Beasley, what had one catch? I mean, he wasn't a part of the game playing. I just, I think he had a bad ankle, but probably from catching Tony, all those fair catches last week. <laughs> Tony, what, what, what were your thoughts from that game? I know you, you, you always have a reaction to the Cowboys and, and the clapper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that to me, I, I was looking at Vanda Esch during that game. And because Sean Lee played some, and that tells you the fate of the Cowboys right there. But <laughs> Leighton Vander Esch, Leighton Vander Esch was shell shocked. He was kind of like watching Lamar Jackson from the week before. If you, if they would they would pan over from time to time when they saw Lee on there, and they would look over the sidelines. There's Vander Esch with his helmet off, and he's just like, "Oh, I don't know where they're going, Coach. I, I got no clue." He was. They really made that rookie look bad. And uh, and without that, they couldn't stop him. Jeff Heath had a terrible game, could terrible not game. plug the hole, uh, and they were not prepared uh, to get uh, you know to get their tampons pulled out by C.J. Anderson. It was just ridiculous. He was just pounding them. It was just terrible. They they were not prepared for that Carolina barbecue to hit them like that. And, and they hit him. It did hit him right in the mouth. They oh, and and I said. Yeah, and I see Bojangles, and I said last week that I thought I think the Rams' defense is the most balanced of any in the playoffs, and I think that showed. Dak got his two fifty and two, but they shut down the running game. They're they're a really balanced defensive team, and I, I think that showed. And 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 Dallas needs one more playmaker. They just need one more playmaker, and and you saw that Amari Cooper's not that guy. He's great against that zone defense. He's great when you give him that shot, but. You can't give him the ball. Say Amari, go win this game for us, and and they need one more because you can't hang it on Elliott all the time. Yeah, but Tony, yeah. I, I mean, I think you're probably right. But they needed a defense. I mean, they couldn't stop the run at no, all. That's I, the problem. If they'd have stopped the run just a little bit, I think Gallup had a hundred yards. Cooper had sixty five. I mean, yeah, Gallup had a great game. Right, he Gallup really he game. really showed what he could do. Yeah, um, no, you got a good point. Uh, and they've got they've got the skeleton to get that done. They have got to get another safety. I don't. I'm not a Jeff Heath fan. I think they Sean get Earl Thomas. Thomas. I, I yeah, think that Earl Thomas. Thomas. He'll yeah. 
he'll be back from that broken fibula. Uh, I, I, I don't think he'll have his that, middle uh, fingers ready to roll. He's got middle fingers <laughs> ready to roll. Uh, but uh, God forbid, because Lyft's not going to like it if he shows up on the Cowboys. Um, but I think I think that's the deal. They they've got to get a play a couple playmakers on defense, and they need it. They need an impact corner to go besides Byron Jones. And I think if they do that, and, and maybe it's the maybe it's a rookie that they can get in. Uh, who knows? But uh, they they've got to do that and and, well, they, and see if they can develop. They won't be doing it with their first round pick because that and that's gone. That's open. <laughs> but uh, that's right. I, I, I obviously have some thoughts on the Cowboys. I was going to ask you though, as the the you you kind of build yourself as the resident Cowboy hater, even though I kind of think you might have been rooting for them a little oh, bit. I was, I was, but what what were your thoughts from that? I was game? definitely rooting for the Cowboys, and uh, and this is another one where we can say that I was wrong. Um, but the the biggest thing that stood out to me that wasn't something that's already been said is uh, Akeem Talib almost gave the Cowboys a shot at that game all by himself. Did you see that play where he <laughs> stupidly pushed, I don't even remember who it was, out of the end zone in a in a late game, yeah. touchdown, yeah. possible catch, when it wasn't going to get caught in the no. first place? Like It's weird yeah. to think Talib has a little bit of a temper and maybe does things that he shouldn't. <laughs> that man, will, <laughs> yeah. he'll, win you, he'll win you about, uh, or, or he'll give you a shot on about 80% of throws, but about 5% he'll give it away for free. So, yeah. Um, Anywho, well, the the interesting thing I I caught from that game, and I it was something I read actually from the Ringer. They pointed out that one of the 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 Rams offensive linemen, and it's what we've talked about. It's kind of the story of the game was running the ball, and the and the Rams did did it, and the Cowboys couldn't. But I think where you saw the Cowboys look confused is the Rams just out prepared them, and there was one spot where one of the offensive linemen said that they found some, and Dad mentioned this in the Baltimore game last week, but. They found some tips on the the Cowboys D line where Marinelli doesn't blitz very often, but he runs stunts. And they said that they could tell by the way that that the Cowboys defensive line lined up where their stunts were coming from and what they were doing. And I think you could tell that because CJ Anderson's big bowling ball of a self wasn't getting touched till fifteen yards down the field. I mean, you let that guy Gurley were and yeah. they were like yeah. Jeff Heath. I understand he didn't have a great game, but. When you got Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson already a full head of steam by the time they reach the second level, I probably there's a lot of guys missing that yeah. tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> true that. And when you've got you've got your tenth tenth tackle in the second quarter, you're looking over the sidelines saying, "Look, guys, hey, somebody else got to do this, right? I can't, I can't do this." And and golf wasn't great, but golf was good enough. And and it's just like Tony said, those young linebackers. I think Jalen Smith and Van Der Esch had a good year. But clearly, just like we talked about, Anthony Lynn caught with his pants down. They looked like they, they Sean McVay just had them out in open field, and they didn't know what, what they needed to do. They didn't know who they should be guarding. It, the defense just it was it looked like one team was prepared and one team wasn't, and that's who you see advancing. <laughs> I, does this game kind of between the the success of Williams over at Kansas City and then C.J. Anderson's success this past week? It kind of it felt like it told me everything I need to know about the running back position in 2019, where production kind of has more to do with your game plan and the team around you than it does. Gurley's great, but C.J. Anderson was the better running back last week. He I, was the better running back on the field that day. He was. C.J. Anderson now has three 100 yard rushing games, and he's only played three games so far. He's been great since he got there. Maybe the rest of the NFL just didn't know what we're doing because no one signed him until week 17. But I mean, he just, and also he's gotten freaking huge. There was a picture from well, when know. he played at the Broncos to what he put, looks like now, and it was hilarious. He looks I like think he the ate Cowboys the old were, CJ Anderson. I think the Cowboys were trying to let him run to wear his ass out. It's like he can't keep doing this. He's so big, well, yeah. you know? Then they brought, it, then they brought in the uh, MVP candidate, Todd Gurley, when he got worn out, and he looked <laughs> like an MVP. 
Yeah. Dallas uh, was doing the rope a dope defense. Yeah, exactly. They keep hitting us enough, they'll, they'll get tired, they'll quit. That mm-hmm. didn't happen. But I Kevin, can't even you, say you've got a good point, Kevin. I, that is a good point. That it, a lot of times it's the scheme that drives a, a running back. Although I will say that if C.J. Anderson hadn't been there, we'd be talking about Todd Gurley having 240 yards rushing against the Cowboys in an epic performance. Mm-hmm. And they didn't need that because they had C.J. Anderson. Uh, but but scheme does have a lot to do with it, and you can plug certain types of running backs into certain types of schemes. And I, I think in both of those situations, that coaching those coaching staffs did well to find the running back that fit their. Now, well, we I know C.J. probably has a going out pretty fifteen yard passes, but <laughs> I just the, the only I take a little bit of offense uh, that you're calling out running backs like that because I think every position is so scheme dependent. Uh, I just there's quarterback is maybe possibly the only position where a player can be better than the scheme. I mean, you look at like every other position in the NFL and and it works that way. So it's not just a running back thing. You're not just saying running backs in 2019 are plug and play if you've got a good game plan. So it's just I guess I guess where what I've noticed was all year we talk about, you know, Ezekiel Elliott's and Todd Gurley's and Melvin Gordon's and Saquon Barkley's. But then in the divisional round where the best teams are left. The three guys that you're talking about now are C.J. Anderson, Damian Williams, and Sonny Michelle, who put the team on their back and just dominated. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I just think uh, I, at some point you're going to see, I, I think, running backs. I hate it because I love a good running game, and I like watching Ezekiel Elliott and them. But if you get the right scheme in there, I think the running backs are kind of hit or miss. You find a Kamara and plug them well, in. I think the wide receivers work that way, well, too. It's not like uh, uh, Antonio Brown was a just a definite number one person back when he got brought into the league. Um, neither was, uh, I guess, Odell Beckham Jr. was probably thought it was pretty good. But, like, a lot of wide receivers, yeah. um, besides, like, well, and now that I'm thinking about it, damn it, Julio Jones was known to be great. Uh, uh, Hopkins was known Hopkins to be great. Hopkins was a first-round uh, pick. Okay, so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just straight-up wrong. But it does feel like every team is built on a scheme. Um, and it's those that are yeah. good at adapting yeah. their scheme that are the Belichicks of the world. And it's those that are good at using the scheme that they can use that are the McVeighs of the world right now. So I think running backs are as good as or as useful as any other position in that sense to me. And and a highly picked running back is the same of that. Yeah. I golf didn't have a great game, but that that one run, I I can't remember it when it was still a one possession game, I think it was an eight point game in golf, like on third and six, had yeah. that roll out and then ran for yeah. it. That really felt like a, a hit below the belt for a Cowboys fan because you thought there's a lot yeah, of ways we could it. lose this third and six, but not golf running. That's not how I saw it happening. <laughs> Speaking of uh uh, something that'll kind of shock you and be like a little hit below the belt. If you ever are ordering tickets online and you get hit with some of those uh, fees when you're trying to order something, that can really be a pain in the ass. But luckily, if you're a listener to the JPP pod, you don't have to worry about that because we want to tell you about our friends over at TickSplits.com. They don't have the extra fees. TickSplits is what, what you see on the price is what you end up paying for your ticket. And actually, right now, if you want to jump in, maybe you want to go to that game down in uh, in Kansas City where I think now they're saying like an Arctic blast is supposed to hit it's Kansas City. It's going to be like eight degrees below ten. But if you want to go and sit – For me, but – If you want to go check out a game, hit up TickSplits.com, put in the promo code ARMCHAIR. That is T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com, promo code, promo code ARMCHAIR. And they'll give you five percent off your entire purchase. Maybe you're like Tony; you want to go see Michael Bublé, or or you want to go see Hamilton, or something. No, just <laughs> so you're just telling me the promo if, code. I, if I go to TickSplits.com and put in promo code Armchair, then the number I see on the screen is not even. I'm paying less than that. Yeah, you're actually going to pay less than the number wow. they show you on the screen because you're Kevin, getting thank extra. Thank you for bringing this deal to my attention. 
So I just want to make sure you know. I just wanted to make sure all everyone out there knew. Wow. And oh. let's, uh, LJ, you, you mentioned receivers, and um, there was one that kind of showed out in the in the final game of the divisional round, and I think maybe Uncle Tony mentioned this guy too, but. Boy, Michael Thomas almost <laughs> reached that 600 yards you were talking about. He yeah. was give or on take fire. Give or the, take. The, the, give or the, take. The magic that is Nick Foles and the Philadelphia Eagles is officially over. The Saints oh, win man. 20 to 14. Uh, I'll toss it over to you, LJ. What, what what were your thoughts from that game? Well, I'm just after watching those other three games all weekend, and then that one came on. I was just on fire, like from the first play. It's just a, an exciting game immediately. It was uh, such a turnaround. Um, but it was, it was fun to watch. It was sad to watch uh, Nick Foles go down, but the better team won. Um, and I really yeah. enjoyed watching it. Uh, who, Alvin Kamara had a hell of a game too, right? Kamara and Ingram both had pretty solid games. I mean, I, I don't think their stats end up showing great, but when they needed a big play, yeah. it seemed like Kamara was making it. I remember Kamara seeing had 100 yards from scrimmage. Yeah, he had 71 rushing and 35 receiving, so he had a pretty good game. Ingram had 53 yards day. rushing. Yeah. It was a hell of a game. Yeah. That's a normal day for them. Yeah, But but Tony was right on Michael Thomas. Yeah. Golly, yeah. he was the man, Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Were were you a little Tony? Were you did you think the the Saints were in trouble at the start of that game? Because I know me and Pops were watching that game together, and the Eagles got up fourteen nothing quick, and they got that pick on Breeze. I kind of thought maybe this Foles magic is maybe there's something to this thing. <laughs> yeah, I I there was a fleeting moment where I thought they were in trouble, and I knew the Saints had the the firepower to come back from that. All I thought that did was keep the Eagles in the game longer. As it turned out, that was going to be the only points they got. Uh, that that to me was shocking that those two touchdowns were the only touchdowns Philadelphia got. Yeah. But I think New Orleans uh, showed their defense on that. And and so here's I want to make sure I get this in. And it, this was a great game. It was fun to watch. Uh, uh, but I think now Alshon Jeffrey may go down with the worst pass drop in playoff history next to our good buddy Jackie Smith, uh, who dropped a Roger Staubach pass in the back of an end zone. <laughs> Uh, to cost Boy, the Cowboys, you you, you may be dating yourself there. Some, uh, some of the, oh, the yeah. young <laughs> younguns go out there and Google it. Jackie I might Smith have been in drops it when that happened. I don't remember. Jackie Smith drops a pass and does a belly flop. It's really interesting. But he, here's how close this game was. If Alshon Jeffrey catches that pass, and he should hit him right in the hands, and he knew it. If he catches that pass, the Eagles have two minutes. And they're on the Saints twenty. That's and a touchdown would have won it. A touchdown extra point. They touchdown won it. extra I mean, point wins it. And man, I, that close. And that's when karma comes to get you. And they'd had their run, and it just wasn't meant to be. But I, I think if Jeffrey and, catches that pass, they've got a good shot at beating the Saints right there. And you know, you know who owes Alshon Jeffrey? I think a new car or something might be old Carson Wentz because if. If Nick Foles and then make a way to find that win and get to the NFC Championship, we might be having a quarterback controversy. And I think now they can probably go on to Wentz and oh, say yeah. Yeah. this Foles thing was a great run, but it's probably not lasting. I'm yeah. interested. I will be interested to see what they end up getting out of Foles or Wentz because I, I mean, he did win a Super Bowl and the team did buy into him. I think there's something there. But yeah. it was I, the thing that really yeah. interested me about this game was it was the Saints D that had to pick up and kind of wake up the offense with that pick they got late in the second quarter, when that seemed like that's when Drew Brees kind of finally woke up and they would knock the rust off. And then, like LJ mentioned, there was that one drive in the third quarter that I think, I forget how long it was. I think it was like a 13-minute drive 
where they went 92 yards and Kamara was running, Ingram was running, Michael Thomas got hit. Every time it was third and five or longer, you better believe Michael Thomas was getting the ball and he was open every single time. They just couldn't guard him. And it was what we talked about. And dad, what what do you think? You, you Did the Saints, Saints kind of show you how they are, they might be the best, the most complete team playing right now? Well, I don't think they, 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 yeah. And they, they didn't, uh, they didn't, uh, choke, you know, they didn't get down. They, they believed in themselves and they, they did come back and win. I think they probably, like you said, helped, uh, Nick Foles. He might go to his future. He might go in films or something. I think he might have a future in that. That might be a little easier, uh, than than (laughs) linebackers looking for him. Um, but, but yeah, I think I, I still like, I think that LA Rams, uh, New England game or New England, um, uh, New Orleans game, uh, should be a very good game. And, um, definitely I, I'm, I'm excited to watch it, but I will be pulling, of course, for my boy, Drew, you my yeah. boy, Drew. <laughs> and, well, uh, so that's what I'm looking forward to. Let's go ahead. <laughs> let's, well, let's go right to it and get, let's look at these matchups in the championship games and, during the regular season, these four teams actually th- these same matchups played. And if you remember, the Saints and Rams played, and there was a combined 80 points, combined 970 yards of offense, and just three punts. And then when the Chiefs and Patriots played, there was 83 combined points, <laughs> 900 yards of offense, and just one punt. So we clearly have LJ's favorite week of football coming up. It might just be like Monday night, Chiefs-Rams oh, all over again. Uh, it'll oh, be a fun yeah. matchup. Let's go uh, AFC first and look at Tom Brady and the Chiefs. And I think I saw that line opened up at Chiefs uh, as a three-point favorite. I don't I think know. It opened I would up think that goes down half. eventually. I think it opened up at three and a half and went to three real quick uh, is what I think yeah. I'd heard. Yeah. So, so this I, it's the first time the Chiefs have ever hosted an AFC championship game. And it's also the first time since 2013 that the Patriots are, have been underdogs in a postseason game. So, LJ, I ask you, what do you got? What you think happens this week? Well, okay, so I'll tell you that the only teams that I can remember ever beating Tom Brady in the playoffs is a team that can can get some sacks, and those two look pretty on fire. But I'll also yeah. say that I'm much more afraid of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady than Andy Rooney and Patrick Mahomes. And I know that over the next, like, 18 years, I'm going to regret saying that. But, I mean, seriously, <laughs> that's the way I feel. So, uh you know, I think the Patriots pull it out uh, in the end, but it, it should be a really close game. It should be a good game. Well, I think if you're, if you're going to believe anybody's going to have an adjustment from that 83-point game where it was a, a, a the, the big Chiefs-Patriots game earlier this year, if there's any coach out there that can find a way to adjust and, and maybe slow down Mahomes, I'd put my money on Bill Belichick. He's done Belichick's it time and time again. He's looking at the tape. And that, yeah, he's got he's always got some tape, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the the game's gonna be it's gonna be like we mentioned it's gonna be freezing in Arrowhead and it'll be there's a, I've seen a lot of Bill Belichick Tom Brady Patriots game where they win in a cold postseason game I haven't seen as many from Mahomes who's from Texas probably hasn't played in as many games where it's below freezing uh, Tony I'll, I'll go to you what do you think as the resident Chiefs fan you, you like the Chiefs sir <laughs> Yeah I, here's this one is a tough one uh, I'm predicting twenty six twenty four Chiefs. Uh, I like that game. And the reason I, I and the reason I say that it is cold. And there's going to be some turnovers, and there's going to be some things they'll have to make adjustments for. And here's the positives for both sides. And the Patriots again have a quick passing attack. The speed of the Chiefs are probably going to be uh, not as important as they were uh, against the the Colts. And so with that with that type of quick passing attack, I think the Chiefs are going to be 
not able to put as much pressure on Brady as they'd like to, uh, unless they can figure out something. Uh, but on the other side, the one thing that really messes up Belichick and the Patriots is unconventional play. Uh, you've seen where the Ravens have had success against uh, Belichick with unconventional defenses. You've seen other teams. If you're not playing a standard, hey, come come line up with a fullback, running back, or three wides or something. He struggles with that, and and there's not many more unconventional players right now than Patrick Mahomes, and so and that offense, and so. We'll see. I think they can throw just enough out there, Adam. It's going to be a case if the Chiefs can get out and hold on because that's just Andy Reid's MO. He's going to scare you to death for two and a half quarters, and then all of a sudden you're just holding on. And he's going to forget that he has three timeouts or he'll use them too early. Yeah, no doubt. Something. And that's just the way that offense is built. We talked about that in one of our first podcasts is the Chiefs, Andy Reid, Matt Nagy, anybody that they score a bunch early and they just got to hold on. But I, I think they can hold on to this one just because there's some just some things going on that the, the Patriots aren't aware of. But it, it wouldn't surprise me to see the Patriots win because uh, they're the ones that have been there. And they do it. It's I mean, yeah, Brady's, it's- Brady's got that thing on his shoulder. Everybody's talking about this kid is supposed to take the crown for me. Well, fuck you. I've still got it, and <laughs> you got to take it from me. And and so uh, I, I don't I don't I don't I. I like the Chiefs here, though. Like I said, it's something close. It's it's only fitting that Patrick Mahomes' chance to get to the Super Bowl, you know, he's the young star. But if you're a young star, especially in the AFC at quarterback, there's a guy with number 12 up in Foxborough that you have to go through to to, to become that man. And Dad, do you kind of echo those thoughts? Do you like the Chiefs over the Patriots, or where are you kind of? You know, here here was my thought on that: is we've we've heard about how good a coach Andy Reid is, and did did you call him Andy Rooney? I thought actually, which is kind of funny. I thought you said Andy Rooney, or maybe that's what my mind thought. You know, the guy on sixty (laughs) minutes. I know you're talking uh, about, but uh, (laughs) but I'm just saying we we we've heard for years that Andy Reid is such a great coach. Well, by God, here's your chance. Show me. I'm from Missouri. Show me that you're that great a coach because you're fixing to play. You, you've got the athletes to play with Tom Brady. You can do it. You're at home. Show me you got the coaching ability and do it. And with all that said, I'm going with Tom Brady and Bill, Bill Belichick, and I, I do <laughs> believe that New England will win the game. So I'd like to see Kansas City win it. I'd love to see that. But I think where I keep falling on this game is just it's hard for me. It, and it sounds like we're I'm just beating a dead horse, what y'all are saying, but if I just think the game gets ugly and I think Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, if I have to put my money on either Brady and Belichick or a young Mahomes and Andy Reid, I, I I just would rather go down saying I was wrong on Brady Belichick. I stayed a little too long on him. And I kind of think we haven't seen yeah. a catch up to him yet, but Mahomes does have the fun stuff where he scrambles around and throws it left-handed or throws it across his body. And we haven't really seen that bite him in the butt yet. And it, it's a big stage, and I could see one where he tries to make a play where he just is pushing a little bit too much. But Tony's mentioned it, and the the, the Rams, I mean, the Chiefs do have a speed. I honestly think Tyreek Hill is the fastest player I've ever watched play. That little yeah. reverse mm-hmm. where all the different guys yeah. had an angle on him, and he just and outran them. He, he just ran past him. Yeah. He ran past him. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, the, yes, he does that once every couple of weeks. Where he's not just even the speed; it's the quickness. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. it's unbelievable. It looks. It honestly looks like when you're playing like Madden or NCAA and you put the speed of the defense, like when you just want to dominate and you put the speed of the defense lower than your guys, he looks created. Like he's just faster than everyone else on the field. And sometimes there's 
I think Dad said it before. There's there's one thing you can't coach, and that's speed, baby. Speed, baby. Timing. Yeah. Oh yeah, speed, baby. <laughs> well, yeah. And- I, here's your uh, last say real quick key for the Patriots, and this was it. And and if Trey Flowers can be more Trey physical Flowers. than the than the right side of the Chiefs' offensive line, then the Chiefs probably lose that game. Trey Flowers has shown to be a powerful young man on that defensive tackle, defensive inside. Forget what's three five. Like I forget what position they call him that he plays, but he he's a hoss, and they can't outquick Kansas City. But if for some reason he can outpower that right side of that offensive line, I I think the Patriots probably win that ball game. That may be what. It- I do think which we shoot. I said this last week too, but with Rivers and and uh, Brady, but I, this game is the one I really want to see because I think it it is fun. It's the old heads against kind of the young quarterback, the once in a generation talent against the goat. I I think there's a lot of intriguing stuff about this matchup. And uh, let's go over to another guy who is maybe one of the goats. And uh, well, it's a little early on Goff, isn't it? <laughs> goat Junior. <laughs> We got the Saints playing in the Superdome. It's going to be rocking on Sunday. And uh, this is a rematch, like we said. The Saints beat them by 10 last time. I I think I know where where Dad's kind of leaning because he's got a little man love for number nine in black. But uh, (laughs) what what do you think, LJ? What what, what are your thoughts kind of going into this game? Man, I guess guess all I know is that I'm just just ready to watch football. I don't know anything about football, it turns out. So – so I, what I'm leaning, what I'm leaning is I think that New Orleans. Welcome wins. to the party, pal. I, I think New Orleans wins this game, but I can't tell you why. I have no idea anymore. I'd say that they're the better team, but I've been wrong about that every time I've said it. So um, I just think they win. What, what What do you say, Uncle Tony? Gosh, I I'm I'm with LJ on this one, man. It is such a tough one to call. On this game, but you can talk I, I me suspect, into either one. You yeah, can you can well, easily talk me into either team yeah, winning this. Yeah, I I will say this, LJ. I don't know if there's like a little rascals uh, <laughs> cartoon festival or something going on in Chicago on Sunday, but you might as well go buy tickets, brother, because you're not going to watch these football games because there's going to be a lot of scoring going on. So you might as well not watch it. I I think this is a big scoring game. I think you're going to be seeing something like 38, 34. 41 37 it's going to be a shootout and uh i you know it's it's tough to not call the saints at home but i i still i I think the rams have a little more depth at receiver than than the saints do as as good as michael thomas is uh i I just don't you know ted ginn ted ginn is no brandon cooks but (laughs) but i i just think that the, the the rams are just a little a little too balanced, and, and I think the Rams pull out one at uh, just just at the end of this. Fair enough. Well, and I, it, it's interesting. We we get to see another rematch, and, and we kind of brought it up in that last game, but maybe Belichick getting to see the Rams for a second time. Uh, Sean McVay is also getting to see that Saints defense for a second time, and it wasn't like he was bad the first time. And say what you will, there is like the running joke right now in the NFL about how everybody who's had a beer with Sean McVay is getting a head coaching <laughs> job. But – Sean McVay offensively is, I, I think he's a savant, and he has seen Sean Payton's team now twice. But on the same on the same spectrum, Sean Payton and Drew Brees have been there, done that, and they've seen a lot, and they they're now getting their second crack at this Rams team. The thing I'm most interested, I don't know if y'all remember after that first matchup where Michael Thomas obliterated Marcus Peters that whole game on double moves on all kinds of stuff. And after the game, Marcus Peters had went on a little rant just talking shit about Sean Payton <laughs> and told him, he said, he he basically said, 
wait, we'll see you again, and I hope you're still talking and still coming with that same energy. And I bet Sean Payton, he's going to roll in there with his cart or his cart full of $225,000 straight cash, homie, and they'll be ready to play. It'll be a fun one. And the weather ain't going to affect this one since we're in the Superdome. So, Dad, I'm still debating on my pick. As you can tell, I'm kind of whiff-waffling a little bit. But uh, where are you going? The the Saints well, are three and a half point favorite. Are you? Let, what do you think? Let, on let's that? look. Let's look at. Let's see. Let's look at the defense. I think the Saints have the better defense. Let's look at the quarterback, and they're they're. I mean, the Saints have the better quarterback. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I think Jared Goff is good, but I think the Saints have a better quarterback. Yeah, yeah you don't Who, need to argue the, that. Who's got think. the Who's got the better coach? I'm going to take Sean Payton and his experience over over the new guru Sean McVay. Um, so. Uh, I, I just, I just think it's the Saints game to win. I really do. If they, I, I mean, I'm picking the Saints. I and think who's at home? Coach in the Superdome. They're home. They're in the Superdome. It's going to be rocking. Now, the the Saints have not scored a lot of points. They hadn't put a tremendous amount of points on the board of late. Um, and and that is a little worrisome because they hadn't done it in several weeks. But I'm just taking. I take Breeze over over golf. I take. I think Kamara. He can't beat. Pork chop Anderson and Gurley, but you know, uh, I, I do think that that he is uh, is a damn good back, and you got Ingram, kind of the bowling ball there. And I just think Sean Payton is the better is the is going to be the better coach. So I, I'm I'm going to go ahead and take the Saints. I think I don't know if maybe you I, I was staying at your house this weekend, so I don't know if maybe you brainwashed me, but that that's kind of the mindset I'm going. You just look at better quarterback. I think the defenses are about equal in my eyes, but. I think it comes down to I think they're about equal at everywhere on the field except for Drew Brees and golf. And give me Drew Brees. I'm 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 going to go down swinging with Tom Brady and Drew Brees. And if if both of them lose, then you know it's a, maybe it's a change into the guard in the NFL. But I think I'm going Saints as well in this one. And and then it'll be a hell either way. I I can't wait. I think the divisional round was kind of a letdown to me. That's supposed to be that's usually my most exciting weekend of football because it's supposed to be the four best teams or the eight best teams playing, but that was kind of a letdown. I think this weekend has the, all the makings of being a great, great Sunday of, of football, and I'm, I'm excited for it, that's for sure. Me too. If I understand correctly, Kevin and I are the only ones that can win the Super Bowl bet now from last week because LJ's out because I beat him in both the games, Yeah. and and Dr. Dr. Liff is out because he wisely chose the same two teams in the game. I guess he's no, he still yeah, got he's Kansas still, City. He, he's he's got Kansas City. Statistically, he's must got be Kansas it. City. That's right. So, <laughs> yeah, the guy that doesn't know anything about football is out. <laughs> right? Yeah, okay. the, the one who ad, ad, admitted yeah. that he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go watch the Little Rascals, like you said. So. <laughs> All right, well, I think that'll wrap up another episode of the JPP pod. I don't know if you'll be able to tell we had a few technical difficulties at the uh, back end of this of this sucker, but we, we, we were able to wrap it up and on to another championship round. Make sure if you're going to be betting on the game, you need to go down to my bookie, put in the promo code JPP, or if you're like LJ and you're going to go watch a Little Rascals play instead of, go, <laughs> instead of watch any of these games, go type in the promo code armchair on ticksplits.com and get 5% off those little rascals tickets. And then, then you don't have to watch all that scoring this weekend, LJ. So it's yeah. a win-win situation for all of us. So that'll do it. That'll do it for another week of the JPP pod. We will catch you next week and look ahead to the Super Bowl. Right. Peace, Peace out. Peace. 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 <laughs>